Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ken and Lewis. Dave Logan. Rick Lewis. And Kathy Lee. Sponsored by the law offices of Dan Kaplis. On KOA News Radio, The voice of Colorado. Mystery man came over and he said, I'm out of sight. He said, for a nominal service charge, I could reach Nirvana tonight. If I was ready, willing, and And good morning, good morning, good morning. It is 9.06 in the morning. It's your cousin Lou from Littleton. Happy Tuesday. Happy September 14th. The Broncos are tied for first place. The AFC West, everybody is undefeated. The only two divisions in football, the AFC and the NFC West, they're both undefeated. Anyway, I'm glad to be here. And as many of you know by now, we are making some incredible enhancements to the KOA lineup. And the changes will take place on Monday. Ross Kaminsky will be heard from 9 until noon right here after Colorado's morning news. Ross will cover the top stories of the day and talk about the things you care about at 3 o'clock right after Mandy Connell. It's the return of the KOA Sports Zoo. Dave Logan and Big Al bring you everything Broncos related with plenty of laughs for your drive home. Plus you'll hear from Rick Lewis and JoJo with their takes on the Broncos. Then at six o'clock, we are going to start earlier with Broncos country tonight with the one and only Ryan Edwards and Benjamin Albright. You're looking for Michael Brown? Michael Brown will be moving over to KHOW and be there from in the mornings on KHOW. So lots of good changes going on here. Rick and Kathy. Rick's still doing his morning on the Fox and Kathy's with him and, and, um, it all starts Monday, right here on the 50,000 watt blow torch, KOA 850 and 941. All right, so I got that out of the way. And I have to tell you, we have a lot to talk about, you and me. And one of the things we have to talk about is this incredible journey that I had this weekend. It is a one-of-a-kind, unbelievable trip that I took. And um, as I figure out how to fix my text messages, there we go. All right. It's been a while, folks. It's been a while. Um, And you can text me at 56690. Or you can call us at 303-713-8585. So I want to tell you about the most incredible sports trip I have taken. And it's one of the most incredible ones I've ever taken. So I'll fill you in on that. 
the Broncos looked fantastic. Now, I'm trying to figure out if the Broncos looked are if the Broncos are that good or the Giants are that bad. There wasn't really a home field advantage for the Giants. There seemed to be more Bronco fans than there were Giant fans. The Meadowlands is is a very sterile looking place. Um so it'll be interesting. Now, the Broncos head to Jacksonville. Think about this. Jacksonville, who won one game last year, was a three-point favorite at Houston last week. And I think sometimes people overreact to things. You know, all I heard was how Houston, they're horrible. They're trying to get the number one draft pick, blah, blah, blah. Well, in reality, those players want to do good on the tape. And they want to do well so they can continue having a job. And the notion that teams are going to tank, I don't buy it. Well, the Houston Texans showed the Jacksonville Jaguars that they aren't going to tank and they blew them out of the football stadium. Now, the Broncos head there. They go, they played in New York. Now they come home. Now they go back to Jacksonville. So back-to-back East Coast trips for the Denver Broncos before they play back-to-back home games against the Jets and the Ravens. So it'll be pretty interesting. You would think the Broncos dominate easily on Sunday, but going to Jacksonville, playing in the heat, playing an early game. I mean, Jacksonville, from what I saw, looked absolutely horrible. So you would assume that Denver should win that game, but you never, ever, ever, ever know. Um, and so that will be interesting to see what happens. And you, we'll talk about that all week. Do you think that could be, I mean, I know it's early in the season for a trap game, but with all this confidence riding high after their first win in September under Vic Fangio in the past three years, they come out and look great in week one. Then they have their home opener against the Jets that they should win too. I'm sure they're excited about that in week three. Do you think they could look a little lackluster on Sunday? Or you think they're going to ride that momentum from week one? Great question. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Do they have the experience? Do they have the wherewithal to make sure they don't fall into that trap? Okay. Now, you would assume that a team that was 5-11 and 11 would not have overconfidence. Right. They would say to themselves, okay, we got to play tough against Jacksonville one game at a time. If anybody should take a one game at a time attitude, it's the Denver Broncos who haven't had more wins than losses since 2015, I think. Okay. So they've gone five straight years, either 500 or well below 500. So I would think that they better not be overconfident. But 
They're 22, 23, 24-year-old kids, no matter what the coaches say, and these coaches are very, very, very experienced. Um, they still are kids, and so you've got to be careful. Um, if you look at the Jacksonville tape, the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, threw three picks. Do you know in that game, and by the way, my pick of the week last week, I had two picks of the week. One was Pittsburgh and one was Houston. Those were my two teams that I thought had really, really, really bad raps, and I thought they were both going to play well. And sure enough, um, they both did. But Houston had 21 third downs, 21 third down opportunities. So anyway, to be honest with you, you would think Denver could win easily, but anything can happen in the NFL. Just ask the Green Bay Packers. And I have to tell you this. I am really happy the Packers got their hats handed to them because I am so tired of listening to Aaron Rodgers. It's brutal. You know, I just, I was just so tired of his act. And I think people are going to realize that, um, I don't know, that, that the Packers and, and Aaron Rodgers, his story, um, you know, it kind of gets old. Anyway, all right, got to uh, move on from that because we're getting a lot of text messages. And my, I'm like that squirrel who kind of is always looking at the text messages. Um, did you watch the Manning broadcast last night on Monday Night Football? I really enjoyed it. Well, I'll be candid with you. I turned it on for about five minutes, and I don't know if you saw it or not, Grant. But, I did. Okay. So I had it on for about five minutes with Charles Barkley. That's when I was watching, too. And I thought they were yucking it up too much, and I turned it off. Well, I, I, I couldn't pay attention to the game which was my problem with it. I enjoyed their banter and their back and forth, but then I look up and 17 different things have happened during the game that they weren't even talking about, really. Yeah. So that was my only issue with, with it. And one other thing, being a producer, the moment I was watching, I could hear the producer in the background counting down to their break two different times. Oh, you're kidding on me. On air. So, obviously, they have some things behind the scenes to work out. I know it was their first one, but that was the, the thing that I really stuck with me was because it bothered me just because of what I do for work. Well, you know what? I saw the stats this morning. In fact, I texted my good friend Adam Schefter, and Adam and I go way back. And so I texted him because he was out at the uh, Vegas game. And here, I'll, I'll tell you what I texted him. I said... Um, I said real quick, I said, uh, tried watching the Peyton Eli broadcast broadcast. I know it's their first one, but it's really not for me. Then two seconds later, he sends me a tweet from Gil Brandt, 
Monday Night Football with Peyton and Eli is the best thing I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Great insight. Love the side conversations. And I said, oh, my gosh, that's hilarious. Everyone has their opinion. So I read about it this morning, too, and I realized that maybe I need to give it another shot. So this Monday night, the Lions travel to Green Bay and... I am uh, going to give it another shot. But they now have Eli's places. They have Peyton's places. You know, it, sometimes it gets a little overwhelming with the Mannings for me. Yeah. And, and, and I love Peyton. I think he's done a great job. But it just seems to be all Peyton all the time. Yeah, and it just seems like... It, it was just a little rough. They, the transition in between who was going to talk next and... I don't know. I think they have some things to iron out before it'll be quality programming for me to watch. But I do love hearing the background and the Peyton and Eli's back and forth. The sibling dynamic is funny. But yeah. I, I don't know. I just enjoy watching a game to watch the game. Well, the other thing is they were in three different rooms. You know, Eli's in New Jersey. Colin Cowherd did a podcast with Peyton and Eli, and they kind of broke down what they how they were going to do this well Peyton's got a studio here Eli's in New Jersey and that's how they're going to do it so I'm going to give it another shot because so many people talked about the how how well it was so we'll we'll play that I will say this uh watching the Monday night broadcast just the regular one on ESPN last night I thought Steve Levy and Brian Greasy and Lewis Riddick, that's the third guy, right? Um, I thought they were much improved from last year. I thought they sounded way better than than last year with their first year together. Well, you know what? You have crowds. They're in the same booth. You know, I just think the whole production. What I'm beginning to get concerned about, and I was talking to, well, I have to tell you, I, uh, uh, some of my trip, part of it was I was down at the seaport ESPN Studios Sunday morning. I would love to go see that studio. That place looks breathtaking. Well, I will tell you, and I'll get into that. But um, so I was talking to one of the operations people while Adam and Sam Ponder, by the way, Samantha Ponder asked me to hold her phone <laughs> while she was doing a live shot. Did you feel like a, a C-list celebrity for a second? Like, yeah. oh, she trusts me this much. Oh, yeah. I just, and so then I said, hey, would you mind if I got a picture? So I have a picture of me and Samantha Ponder. Why not? Right? In fact, you know what? Let me hold it up to the mic so you can see that. But anyway, <laughs> so I'm talking to this operations guy. And um, what were we just talking about? We were talking about the studios. Yeah, but. Um, and the Monday Night Football broadcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> oh, oh, I know what it is. You got is. distracted by Sam Ponder. Yes, and so would you. Um, one of the things they're starting to do, like Hannah Storm, they're going to do an all-female Thursday night. That Those Thursday night games are all female. Well, guess what? Nobody is going to be at the football stadium. They're all doing it from the studio at at uh, either Bristol or wherever they're going to do it. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But what's going to, what my concern is, are we going to a 
place where everybody is going to not even attend the game and just do it from the house? I mean, you watch the Rockies broadcast on TV. Those guys aren't traveling. Our guys aren't traveling. And saving a lot of money and all that, is that the wave of the future? And I certainly hope not. Man, me too. Because you can, like we were mentioning with the Monday night broadcast last night, there's a different energy and you can feel that from the broadcasters when they're there at the game with the fans. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've got a lot to talk about. Now, listen to this. So I got a story. You know, gambling is legal in Colorado. So back in April, when Sam Darnold got traded to Carolina, I thought to myself, I said, self, there's a good chance that Teddy Bridgewater is going to get traded from Carolina. So there was a wager out there at the Superbook Colorado that you could wager 20 to 1 odds that Teddy Bridgewater would take the first snap for the Denver Broncos. No. So it's not like you have to be on the team. The bet wasn't that Teddy Bridgewater was going to be on the team. Now, you have to understand, when I made this wager, Teddy Bridgewater was still a Carolina Panther. But George Payton was one of the guys that had Teddy in... um, had Teddy in Minnesota when they drafted him in 2014. And I thought, you know what? I bet he, I was willing to bet, I actually did, that he would come to Denver. So now I got to sweat out the fact that the Broncos were going to draft Justin Fields. So I jumped that hurdle. Then the Broncos were going to get Aaron Rodgers, I jumped that hurdle. Then he had to actually take the first snap of the game against the Giants. He couldn't line up at wide receiver. He couldn't do whatever. So I had 20 to 1 odds. And if I told you how much I bet, you wouldn't believe me. So I'm not going to do that. So I had 20 to 1 odds that he would take the first snap. So he gets under center, and my heart is going, ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. And I'm like, come on, Teddy, take that snap, take that snap. Sure enough, Teddy Bridgewater took that snap. And um, now I'll tell you another thing that I think is pretty cool. Am I bragging too much? Is this too much bragging? No, no, Uh, I love hearing these stories. So listen to this. So I made the wager at the Superbook Colorado. So... I happen to know who the guy who runs that is. His name's Jay Cornegay. So I texted Jay and I said, when they announced that the Broncos were going to go with Teddy Bridgewater, Jay texted me and said, hey, congratulations. And then he said he looked it up and I was the only person, the only person in the state of Colorado to make that wager at 20 to 1. That's crazy. Isn't that cool? Now, if you think about it, it should have been 50 to 1 because um, Teddy 
wasn't even on the Broncos. Anyway, we're going to get into that. Also, there's rumors leaking out that there are some front runners for the new ownership of the Denver Broncos. We'll talk about that next. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk had it on his website. We'll hook up with him. I'm Lou from Littleton. Um, you're not. Ross Kaminsky comes here next Monday, beginning at 9 o'clock. You'll love him. Logan's moving to the afternoon. Rick Lewis will join in in the afternoon. You can always catch Rick and Kathy on the Fox from 5 to 9 in the morning, and you're listening 6 to 9 in the morning, and you're listening to what I love calling the 50,000 watt blowtorch KOA. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. It is 9.39 on the 50,000-watt blowtorch KOA. I'm Lou from Littleton. In for Dave, Rick, and Kathy today. I've told you about some of the changes coming your way beginning next week. We'll get into that in a little bit. This is Jay-Z in the background. Why the heck am I playing Jay-Z when you just heard Frank Zappa from your old friend Lou from Littleton? Well, there are rumors out that Jay-Z and Jeff Bezos are two of the front runners to take over the ownership of the Denver Broncos before the 2022 football season. And somebody who I have a ton of respect for, I go to his website every single morning, maybe three, four, five times a day. He is the creator of Pro Football Talk. He's the host of Pro Football Talk Live, and his name is Mike Florio. My friend, it is a pleasure to talk to you. Hey, how are you, pal? Good to be with you. I'm really, I'm really good, and I'm a big fan. I think you've done a great job. Um, and now I hear you also have a book coming out called Playmakers. Tell me a little bit about that. Book comes out March 15, available for pre-order now. It is a close look at the last 20 years in the NFL, written in the style and the length of article that you may used to be or you may have gotten used to seeing at PFT. Short chapters, a lot of them, and all the big stories, the intriguing developments, the interesting little twists and turns since we went online November 1 of 2001. So you've been doing this for 20 years. I, I know. I, and, you know, it's funny. When we started, I had no idea how long we were going to do it. I didn't have any real motivation other than just do something I enjoy doing and, 
I don't know at the time if I had any thought that it would last two months, much less two years, much less 20 years. But here we are. So so now, you know, September 11th, 20th anniversary, we come out of that. And two months later, you launch this website. What was the uh, what were the thoughts behind launching Pro Football Talk and then creating such a uh a monster of media that NBC Sports, did they end up buying you, I'm assuming, because I see it on your website, or are they just a big sponsor? Well, NBC licenses all of our content. They are the exclusive licensee of everything that we write, and I still own the website. It's kind of the best of both worlds for me. Uh, we have the equity, but they have all the content, that's been in place for over 12 years now. And you mentioned 9-11. You know, in the aftermath of that tragedy, I think a lot of us did some soul-searching about how we want to spend whatever time we have. There's no guarantee we're going to have another day, much less another minute, the way things unfolded on 9-11. At the time, I was writing for ESPN.com's insider service while also practicing law. I was putting in 15- to 18-hour days. And one of the things that I did in the aftermath of 9-11 was asked myself, how much time do I really want to work? How much of this do I really want to do? Do I want to do it for myself? Do I want to do it for somebody else? Do I want to do it my way? I always had a strong instinct that the sooner you could get your content to the audience, the better. There were layers and levels of approval and editing, and it would be three or four hours sometimes between when I finished writing something and when it went live. So all of that kind of came together and we decided to launch November one in the aftermath of just all those feelings that so many of us had after nine 11, you know, we, we only have so much time. You may as well do what you want to do. That was my guiding light. And uh, I'm glad I did it because it's uh, turned into something, like I said, I never thought it would be. Yeah. Plus you get a lot of TV time. You're on the radio with Chris Sims. You've got the podcast. So congratulations to you for not only coming up with this idea, but actually executing, you know, Mike, there's a lot of people in this world that have great ideas. You know, and the fear of failure keeps a lot of those people from ever trying to execute their great ideas, you know. And so bravo to you 20 years ago. You know, now it looks, oh, yeah, Mike, he's doing great. Well, I'm sure you were grinding it out like you were 15, 18 hours a day. And you even did that with your own little uh, company and uh it's paid off so congratulations one last question well, let me say this let me say this because you're onto something there it is a combination of fear of failure but also you got to be willing to put in the work i remember being in school and you'd have that group of kids that would say well i could get straight a's if i wanted to well then you're even dumber than you look because if you could why aren't you doing it why aren't you going home and studying why aren't you balancing out the time you hang out at the mall shows you how old i am versus the time you're sitting at your desk grinding away. So, you know, there's plenty of people who say, I could do this, I could do that, I could do that. Well, shame on you for not doing it if you think you can do it. And, and let, get that let me just add one more to that. Oh, if I made more money, I'd work harder. 
You ever heard yeah, that it's, one? It's, you know, it's, <laughs> you're, you're either a worker yeah. or you're not a worker. You know, yeah. I love yeah. the people that say, oh, but if they just paid me more, I'll work harder. That's bull. You either have that desire, and if you worked as hard as you could, you're going to end up like Mike Florio if you get a few breaks in your life. But even if you hard don't, you're the horse. You got to put in the hard work before you make the money. Absolutely. And my first three or four years of doing this, I didn't make a penny. Say that again. My first three or four years of doing this, I didn't make a penny. That's right. the key. You show your passion through the amount of time you put into it without getting paid, and you prove to yourself and everyone else it's not about the money. If you find something you truly love and you put in the work, the money comes. You can't be if you're if you're focused on how much money you can make doing something. That's the wrong reason to do it. You just find something you enjoy and you pour yourself into it, and things tend to work out. Amen. You know what? That you're so right. The money comes if you love what you do. All right. Last question on that: Where are you from originally, and where do you live now? Well, I grew up in a town called Wheeling, West Virginia, which is 60 miles southwest of Pittsburgh. It would have been part of Pennsylvania if Mason and Dixon hadn't hit natives when they were trying to get to the Ohio River to create the Mason-Dixon line. They went north instead and created the northern panhandle. Grew up there, spent a lot of time in Pittsburgh, went to law school, settled in West Virginia, about 100 miles south of where I grew up, town that my wife's from called Bridgeport. And I'm able to do everything that I do. From here, Last year during the pandemic, I did every one of my hits on Sunday Night Football from here, the studio above my garage. And so far this year, I'm able to do everything I need to do from home. So it's worked out perfectly well. And one of the only good things about the pandemic is I've been able, and I'm fortunate and I'm grateful, I've been able to do everything that I otherwise would do. And it actually makes my life a little easier because I don't have to travel now. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so glad I got to got to hear some of that background because uh like i said i go to you all the time I, i'm i'm on your site and and i appreciate you all right so yeah speaking of why you're on yesterday i went to profootballtalk.com and i saw the piece about jeff bezos and jay-z among potential nfl suitors can you enlighten us a little more well, and the report originally comes from A.J. Perez at frontofficesports.com, but it's consistent with things I've been hearing for years now. One of the realities is the value of franchises is going up and up. The equity is worth more and more. As gambling legalized takes root from coast to coast, the values of the teams will keep going up. The revenue they're going to make from gambling keeps going up and up. I had one owner tell me last year, that before too long, the average random team is going to be worth 8 to $10 billion. I see the projected price tag of the Broncos at $4 billion. My reaction is you better buy it now because it's going to double by the end of the decade or maybe the early part of the next decade. So, you know, there aren't many of these teams available for sale at any given time. Currently there are none, although the Broncos are likely to be in that spot next year. And Jeff Bezos has been mentioned for a while because of his ties through Amazon to the NFL. The fact that He's one of the few that could just write the check and not even flinch. And it wouldn't surprise me if Bezos ends up buying a team at some point under the right circumstances. He was linked to Washington when there seemed to be a push within the organization among the limited partners to maybe get out. Maybe Bezos would have come in and bought the whole thing. So he could do it. He could buy any team he wanted to because of the money he has. Jay-Z has been connected to the NFL for about a decade now. He started that agency, Rock Nation. He is involved with the gambling efforts through fanatics 
Michael Rubin, another guy who potentially could get in the mix to buy an NFL team. But Jay-Z has been building his profile as it relates to the NFL. The problem is Forbes estimates his net worth at $1.4 billion. That's not nearly enough to own the minimum 30% of an NFL team. You've got to have the money to own it. You've got to have the money to run it. And he's still got a long way to go to get to the point where he would have that. And that's one of the problems the NFL is facing. There are fewer and fewer people as these franchise values go up who have the wherewithal to, to buy and operate an NFL team. And the ones that do maybe don't want to deal with an NFL team. I look at, you know, Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett, you know, one of the richest men in the world, Bill Gates. Uh, Well, Warren Buffett's 91 years old, so he's probably got other things on his mind. But, you know, you look at Bill Gates. You've never heard Bill Gates. He's able to buy a team. So, you know, it's kind of like buying Mike Florio's house. The house is so expensive that there's only a few people that can buy it, right? Well, I, yeah, I, I don't know that that's the best example, but, but you're absolutely right. You have to find somebody who's got the money and somebody who's willing to do it. And, and a good friend of mine told me years ago, as it relates to, you know, like a guy like a Stephen Ross, who we didn't really know about until he became an NFL owner. He was involved with the USFL. He was around sports. But once you become an NFL owner, that interjects you into a much greater stratosphere of consciousness. And as my friend said, these guys quickly learn that the only thing better than being rich and famous is being rich because the anonymity has real value. And once you become an owner and you potentially become reviled by the fan base, like a Daniel Snyder, you know, I think plenty of these guys, if you didn't tell you the truth, they would say, I kind of like my life the way it used to be where people didn't know who I was. That's better. That's easier. And that's simpler. Yeah. And I'll throw out another name as Steve Cohen. I mean, think about how he, how things are going for him with the Mets. And, you know, although he was a pretty uh, known person, but uh, that'll be pretty interesting to watch. Let me ask you this. And we're with Mike Florio, who has a new book coming out March 15th. It is called Playmakers. You can order it now. Pre-orders available now. Pre-orders get exclusive access to the new Playmakers podcast. I know Christmas is still a little bit down the road, but what a great Christmas gift for you to get uh, that favorite sports fan in your life. So, Mike, I've got about two minutes left, and I hear rumors that the Denver Broncos, if they do decide to sell, are not going to make the decision who to sell the team to. The NFL has a has really the um, wherewithal and the final decision on who actually will own the Denver Broncos. Can you help us on that? Well, any transaction is subject to approval by the league. And one of the benefits of becoming a minority owner of a team is you go through all the approvals, you're good to go, and you can graduate to buying a team. We saw that with David Tepper, who became the owner of the Panthers after being a limited partner with the Steelers. We saw that with Jimmy Haslam, who became the owner of the Browns after being a limited partner with the Steelers. It's all subject to NFL approval. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the curtain. The bottom line is... To get into that club, you have to be approved to be in that club. You have to be welcomed. That's one of the reasons Donald Trump had so much animosity toward the NFL when he was president. They didn't want him in the club. They wouldn't let him in the club. And 
Yeah, that's that's the issue at the end of the day. They need somebody, number one, who's got the money. Number two, it satisfies the purchase price. But number three, the other owners are happy to welcome that person and that personality into what they do. And, and I think the relationship between the league and the team is such that there won't be friction there. It's not like the Bolin children are going to have somebody that that – is in line to buy the team, another Donald Trump type figure that the NFL wouldn't want to do business with. And they push for that person to be the purchaser and the league tells them, no, I don't know that it's going to come to that. I think it'll all work out in a way where everyone will be happy. Everyone will be placated. Everyone will make a lot of money if, and when we get to the point that the team sells and and they've made it clear, they're going to settle this ownership situation by next year. Right. And unless you get those seven kids on board with some sort of a resolution here, where maybe, you know, five of them buy out the other two or whatever the case may be, what you're going to see is that team being put up for the highest bidder that the NFL will otherwise accept into the club. Well, you know, when you take seven billion, seven people into four billion, you know, that's a lot of money, you know, poor kids. So I think they're going to end up selling. That's just my opinion. You made my day. I appreciate it very much, Mike Florio. I continue to read you. And now that I've talked to you, I feel even better that uh, I kind of know you a little. So thank you and the best of luck down the road and stay healthy. All right. We appreciate you. Good luck with everything. And uh, we'll, we'll hopefully talk again sometime down the road. I hope so. That's Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk. I'm Lou from Littleton. Coming up next, Chuck Clark with the news. You're listening to the 50,000 Watt Blowtorch KOA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is 10.07 on the 50,000-watt blowtorch. Your cousin Lou from Littleton. In with you today. In with you tomorrow. In with you Thursday. In with you Friday. And then beginning next week, we have a brand new lineup here on KOA. And he stuck his head in the studio. And I said, why don't you give me a minute? I know you just finished your show from 6 to 10 on KHOW, but I want the audience to meet you. His name is Ross Kaminsky. He will be heard, heard from 9 until noon right here on KOA. And I know we have a lot of Logan Lewis and Kathy fans and good for you. But I think Ross needs an opportunity or you should give Ross an opportunity to do what he's done so successfully the last six years on KHOW. And if you want to go back a little farther, Ross actually worked at KOA before he got a full-time show Monday through Friday on KHOW. Hello, Ross. Hello. It's great to be with you, Lou. Wonderful to see you. And um, I just want to tell folks two quick things. First of all, Dave and Rick and Kathy are awesome people. And um, 
and 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 they're my friends and they're that's all I want to say about that. They're they're great people. Yeah, and and no one's losing their job. Right. Dave's moving to the afternoon. Yeah. Rick is still getting up in the middle of the night to do his six to nine. <laughs> Kathy's there. Rick's going to be on the sports zoo with Dave and Alfred and JoJo. Yep. So what 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 you know? I I think if you look, if you realistically look at KOA, you know it is a station a behemoth station it's a 50,000 watt blowtorch there's no other 50,000 watt station in Colorado I think the closest one might be WOAI in San Antonio or you know KNBR in San Francisco so KOA has a tradition of over a hundred years and for us to have the Colorado morning news in the morning and then Logan and Lewis nine to noon and then Mandy and then the zoo I mean and then Alfred and Jojo I just thought there was a little inconsistency and candidly i think you're going to get consistency from five in the morning till three in the afternoon and then you're going to have consistency with sports and the best sports in town from three o'clock till nine o'clock so i think it's a great move and and candidly ross what you've done over there the audience you've built the topics you've covered the current events you know you're you're kind of like a perfect fit between the Colorado Morning News and Mandy. Well, from your mouth to God's ears, right? And I, I, I hope to live up to the high expectations you just set for me. I'll do my very best, and I, I hope to bring a really entertaining show that has all kinds of random stuff. I'm a, I'm a big nerd, so I do. I have a lot of authors. I talk a lot of science. Probably my most frequent guest on KHOW is a CU physics professor, but. I also hope to really, for example, I think my first guest next week on KOA from 9 to noon, and I think it'll be on Tuesday, is a retired four-star admiral named James Stavridis, who is the former NATO Supreme Allied Commander who for years ran the U.S. military mission in Afghanistan. And I think most talk most local talk hosts just don't get guests like that. And that's one of the things I really hope to bring to the show, but really have fun with, too. It's not going to be an as super intense, just heavy all the time show. We're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. And you know what? And, and as I told our audience that might not be familiar with you, all the things you do, the other thing that you're second to none in is the guests you get. And the, you create topics by interviewing the guests and interacting with the guests and and you know this job people don't realize um how much time a good show takes okay you just don't walk in at nine o'clock and you know it's go oh i i'm gonna talk about this there's preparation and and you can tell when people aren't prepared Mm -hmm. about a certain topic and i think one claim to fame and and there's many for you is the amount of work you put in to preparing a show now you're going from four hours to three hours so god bless you uh, <laughs> they didn't cut your pay did they yeah we'll see, <laughs> <laughs> we'll but, see. but to prepare a four-hour show solo yeah. every single day takes about an extra four hours. So you're doing eight, 10 hour day. And one thing that I learned when I was doing radio all the time, you're constantly thinking about who your guests are. Okay. I got Tuesday, Wednesday booked. What am I going to do Friday? It never ends. Who's producing your show? 
I'm not sure I'm supposed to talk about that, and okay. I'm not even sure I know the answer. Okay, yet. so, so we'll, you know what? We'll get to. Don't to get that. carried away, Lou. Don't <laughs> get. Don't be giving out secrets. I, but you are right. I tend to do at least an hour of prep for every hour on the air. At least. At least. Yeah. And and life is show prep, too. Every, you, you know this. You walk around. It's a weird thing that happens to your brain when you're in talk radio. You, you walk around and you see a thing or you hear a thing or you talk to a guy. And then you think, that, that could be really interesting to talk about on the show. Either because it's really important and interesting and insightful or because it's goofy and fun. And I'll do, I'll do both of those things. And you know what? Um, people want to get to know you they want to get to know your family i'll give you an example so i did sports talk here from 94 to 2010 i did the bronco post game show i did my own show i did a a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and to this day one of the most remembered things that people say is when i was going through lamaze classes with my wife in 1997 to have our daughter, excuse me, in 1998, to have our daughter, Julia. I mean, out of all, I mean, I've been to Super Bowls, on the sidelines, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And what people remember the most is the, oh, I remember you talking about Lamaze classes. And I said, well, you know, that girl I used to talk about, she just turned 23. So I I think that's what you bring to is the human element. Uh You're not robotic. And can I tell you a little thing? Absolutely. My equivalent of that, at least so far, is a story that I told over the course of a few months about my wife's gardening battle with bunnies. And just how the bunnies were eating her flowers and and, and how crazy she was going because she worked so hard on the gardens and all the stuff that she did to try to stop the bunnies. And I had endless listener calls and emails and texts. Here's what you should do to stop the bunnies. And it was hilarious. And I like to do things with listeners like go meet for lunch and go meet for a beer and go to the movies and stuff. And I remember we did a, a movie thing. Two years after I had talked about the bunnies and and one of the listeners there said, you know, how's the bunny situation? They just, <laughs> that's the stuff you remember, right? Yeah. The stuff so, about you as a person. Anybody can talk about, you know, what happened in the congressional race. That yeah. doesn't define you. No, no. What defines you is your human humanity. Yeah. And so I'm excited. I think our listeners are going to be excited. I think there's going to be great consistency from uh, April and Marty all the way through Mandy. And then think about this. Is there a better lineup than Dave Logan, an institution, mm-hmm. and Alfred Williams? I think that's going to be huge. And, you know, Rick Lewis and JoJo and... It's going to be great. And then we have Broncos country with um, uh, the, the guy with Ben, uh, Benjamin Albright and Ryan Edwards. So that'll be fun, too. So I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, if you want you. to stop by tomorrow and give me give me five minutes, I'd, I'd love that. Too. I think I'm going to stop by with you on Friday. Okay. Uh, I'll come back and see you again on Friday. But thanks for thanks for having me in. It's great to see you. I know you just came in to say hi. Yeah. And, but I wanted to get you on the air because I think people and and listen, I'm not worried. You, you'll have your audience, uh, and so you just here's the thing. If I can tell you anything, I mean, you've been doing this a long time, and you know this better than anybody. Be be yourself. You yeah. know, what I mean, and you've been doing it a long time. You do a hell of a job. So. Thanks so much. All Appreciate right. it. I'll see you on Friday. Yeah, so you get up. What time you get up? You know, 
it's not that bad because like we said, I do all my show prep the night before. Right. And I shower the night before so I don't wake my wife up. So I get up late. I get up at 4.57. <laughs> I always set my alarms at prime numbers and appointments. Like if we're going to have lunch, you know, never going to be 11.30. It, I, only prime numbers. Right on. Um, <laughs> I, well, you can explain that to your audience next week too. I, w- I wish I could. We might have to have my psychiatrist explain it. <laughs> All right. That's Ross Kaminsky. He'll be beginning here next week from nine to noon. Thanks, my friend. And uh, I hope you definitely give him an opportunity. What a great fit between Colorado Morning News and Mandy. And he is a great, great guy. Great, great guy. Another great, great guy is me, your cousin Lou from Littleton. So I got to tell you, uh, and I want to bring in Chuck Clark at the top of the next hour because there is something going on today. Um, There is something going on today. There's a couple things. The president is in town, President Biden. But more importantly, at least more importantly for me, is this California recall election that they've already gotten 8 million ballots in, and now today is the election, final election day, where uh, California voters are headed to the polls to decide whether to recall Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom. Now, I was in New York this weekend, and... I will tell you this, New York is a very liberal city. And I've taught and I talked to some friends there who are very very frustrated with how far the left is taking things. And I don't know if you saw this or not. And I want to share this with you if I can find it, find it, Lou, find it. Um I saw that in San Francisco and New York, okay, so here it is. San Francisco will be paying some potential criminals $300 a month not to shoot people. Have you heard this, Grant? So what? my driver in New York, who is a police officer, says they're doing it in New York also. What they're trying to do is give monthly gift cards to 10 people deemed to be at high risk of gun crime if they refrain from taking part in the city's alarming surge in shooting. They're going to be given $300 to stay out of trouble, and they can make $200 extra if they meet other benchmarks. Now, are you kidding me? So in in New York City and San Francisco, they're paying up to $500 a month for criminals not to shoot people. So what about all of us law-abiding citizens that uh, don't ever shoot anyone well, or do anything against the law? Do we get 500 bucks a month too? Well, that's a good question. But more importantly, you give someone $500, what are they going to do? Go buy another gun. <laughs> I mean, and how are you going to know whether or not the person shot somebody? So I think we're getting so far left. And I want to talk about that a little bit too. Under the divisiveness in our country and how divi- how united we were this weekend. So we'll get into that. So real quick, I want to tell you about this. So I have a friend that has done 
uh, me more favors than you can ever imagine. He's one of the nicest guys in the world, and I wanted to do something for him. So I says, hey, friend, what if we go to the Broncos game on Sunday, September 12th? So the schedule had come out, and I looked at the schedule, and we were talking, and he had kind of mentioned, oh, that'd be really cool to go to the Broncos-Giants game. So we decided we're going to go to the Broncos-Giants game. Then I was looking, and Friday night was the men's semis at the U.S. Open. I've never been to a major, and um, there's two sessions. There's an afternoon session and a night session. So Alexander Zverev, if I'm saying that right, Zverev, against... um, Novak Djokovic, they were playing the night session. Well, so we said, well, let's go to the night session. And sure enough, that was the draw. They were going to get the night session. Then I looked and I said, oh, my gosh. The Yankees are playing the Mets Saturday night on the anniversary of 9-11. So we got tickets to that. Then... When we found out that Emma Raducanu and Leila Fernandez were playing in the women's final, we got tickets for that. So we went to the men's semis, Zverev and Djokovic. Then Saturday afternoon, we went to the women's finals and walked down. If you've been to the U.S. Open, I'd never been. You go from the U.S. Open, you walk, oh, I don't know. 300 yards, five, uh, no, maybe a mile. You go to the city field and the 9-11 ceremony, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Then Sunday, I have a friend, Adam Schefter. Some of you may know who Adam is. He works at Never heard of him. ESPN. <laughs> so Adam and I go back 25 years. So Adam and I go meet for a cup of coffee before he does Sunday NFL countdown. Well, next thing you know, he says, come on up to the studio. So the studio is at the seaport in lower Manhattan. So we go in and sure enough, there's uh, Tim Hasselback and is it Tim or Matt Hasselback? It's Tim Hasselback. Tim, yep. And then it's Teddy Bruschi and Randy Moss and Rex Ryan and Alex Smith is there. And there is Sam Ponder, Samantha Ponder, who is the host. So anyway, um, I hang out there for a couple hours and um, that was really cool. Then, for those of you who are Catholic... I went over to St. Patrick's Cathedral and Cardinal Timothy Dolan was doing the mass that morning. And I think there's only six cardinals in the United States. Uh, I'd have to double check, but I'm pretty sure there's only six. Uh, There's 200 overall, but there's six in the United States. So I took communion from the uh, cardinal, then went to the Broncos Giants game. How's that? And I was back for work Monday morning. So anyway, that was my weekend. So we'll talk about that because I want to talk a little bit more to you about that. Uh, And then we're going to join Chuck Clark at the top of the hour. But Chuck Clark's coming up next to give you the news on the 50,000 watt blowtorch KOA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. 
Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. John Lennon for you in the background. Hello, Colorado. I'm Luke from Littleton in for Dave, Rick, and Kathy. And if you don't know, I will tell you, beginning Monday, Dave Logan is moving to the new KOA Sports Zoo. Him and Big Al, Dave and Big Al, will bring you everything Broncos-related with plenty of laughs for your drive home. Plus, you'll hear from Rick Lewis and JoJo Turnbow. I know him as JoJo with their takes on the Broncos. Then Ryan Edwards and Benjamin Albright will start an hour earlier as they bring you Broncos country tonight. And Michael Brown, he's moving on our sister station, 630 KHOW. So Ross Kaminsky, who I had in here earlier, he'll be heard from 9 until noon here on KOA. He's the new person in this slot. Ross has been on KHOW for... Oh, six years, and he's been um, uh, over there on K-House six years and has done a wonderful job. I think you will love Ross. All right, you got John Lennon doing a little New York City in the background. I was in New York City this weekend, and I would like to know from you. Uh, I had never been to the U.S. Open, and candidly, I was blown away in a great way of how wonderful the U.S. Open is, the complex, the energy, the atmosphere, the tennis. I've always said that hockey on TV doesn't do it justice. Hockey live is so much better than hockey on TV. Well, I had never been to a match of this level uh, of tennis live. And I was fortunate to go. And I have to tell you, Tennis Live is so much better than Tennis on TV. And to see those two young women who are the future of tennis, Emma Raducanu from Great Britain who won, and Layla Fernandez. Now, Layla was from Canada, so it was really pro-Canadian, okay, But the crowd was cheering for them both. Emma won in straight sense. Now, Emma was a person who was the 150th in the world until she started this tournament. She never lost a set in the tournament. So at 303-713-8585, I'd love to know if you've been to the U.S. Open. I'd love to know what your favorite sports weekend is. And we can talk a little bit about that. Or you can text me at our favorite number, 56690. And for those of you who are asking about what is going to happen to Grant, Grant, could you just sit here and tell us? Here, come on in. Okay. So Grant's going to tell us what's going to happen because I just got a text from the 1522 um, about 
what is going to happen to Grant. So, Grant, in your own words. Yeah, so I'm moving with Dave and Rick to the uh, sports zoo in the afternoon. I'll be with Big Al and JoJo as well from 3 to 6. And then I'll be on Broncos Country Tonight with Ryan and Ben from 6 to 9. So basically my schedule is just getting flipped on its head. Right, so instead of getting here at 4 a.m., you're going to be leaving here at 9.30 p.m. Right. Yeah. I think you'll like that better. Oh, I'm excited. You know, it'll be sports talk all day for me, and I'm a big sports fan, so it'll be right up my alley. I'm excited, and I get to work with Legends Continued, you know. Uh, now I just add another one to the list with Big Al, so it's a good time, and uh, I'll actually get to uh, hopefully get on air a little more with Ryan and Ben from 6 to 9, and maybe a couple co-hosting opportunities here and there, so... I think it'll be a good move for me. I'm excited about it. That's awesome. But I loved, you know, I can't, I can't thank Rick and Kathy and Dave enough for the time I've worked with them these past couple years. They've taught me so much about the behind the scenes of radio business. So I'm sad to not be working with them anymore, but I'm excited about the opportunity. Well, there you have it. Millennial Grant moving to the afternoons on the 50,000 watt blowtorch KO. And I think it's great for the station because we're going to have news talk, current event talk from 5 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then we're solid sports from 3 to 9. And why not? I'm all for it. I think it's going to be great. So I'd like to know if you've been to the U.S. Open and what you thought about it. I went Friday night and Saturday. And it was beyond anything I could ever imagine. I also went to the Broncos-Giants game. And candidly, there were more Bronco fans, it seemed, than Giant fans, which was incredible. The Meadowlands is very sterile. And it wasn't a great place to see a game. So I was really, really happy that... Uh, Denver went in there, took care of business, and um, it was fun. But the 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 Mets Yankees baseball game on the twentieth anniversary of nine eleven. And for those of you who are sports fans, the first game after nine eleven was played at the old Shea Stadium between the Mets and the Braves, and Mike Piazza hits a two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth inning off uh, Steve Kotze. And the, I think I've got that wrong. I think it was Mark Kotze, who was an outfielder. So anyway, it doesn't matter. So Steve, uh, Mike Piazza hits a home run and the Mets win 3-2. And it was just kind of giving people from New York and the country a little bit of a break from the tragedy. So Saturday morning, we went down to the southern part of Manhattan near the Twin Towers where they were, and now the new Freedom Tower. And we went boxing. There's a guy who has a boxing gym there, and this guy's a famous boxer because he trains the real housewives of New York, which I've never seen. Anyway, long story short, so we're in there getting a workout in, and then um, 
the New York police department officers, the New York fire department officers were walking around the neighborhood and just seeing their their neighbors. And sure enough, they come in while we're boxing and they're hanging out, you know, having their favorite cocktail. And so we got a selfie with all of those guys and it was great. But my whole point was, you know, and, and the ceremony at City Field on Saturday night, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. The random chance of USA, USA broke out throughout the night. It was a most incredible game. Yankees come back and win 8-7 after leading 5-zip. And it just was so heartwarming to see, at least for this particular moment, a city that was totally united. And I don't know if that's how everybody felt um, in the country on 9-11, but you could sure feel it in New York. The New York Police Department bagpipe band, uh, if that's what it's called. they were That was so great. Yeah, and so they showed it on TV from what I understand, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm telling you, can you imagine being there? No, I mean, I just brought back the memory of George Bush throwing that first pitch after everything, all the tragic events. I still get goosebumps every time I think about it. And then seeing those bagpipers, man, oh, man. it just... It, I'm telling you, I was tearing up. I, I'm almost tearing up right now. <laughs> I know. It was incredible. And I had my USA shirt that I bought from Costco I wore that day. And uh, it was really cool. But speaking of that game at Yankee Stadium where President Bush threw out the first pitch, two guys in town, Dave Keefe and Craig Caldwell. Dave owns Brooklyn's downtown and... Okay, over by the Pepsi sign. They both were at that game 20 years ago. Man. Because I was telling Dave about my trip. He goes, and I said, dude, the 20th anniversary at City Field, it was unbelievable. He goes, we were at the President Bush's uh, trip to uh, when he threw out the first pitch. So uh, I had beyond a wonderful time, and and, uh, I'm so excited to tell you about my whole trip because I want to know from you, what kind of trip was your all timer? You can call me at three zero three seven one three eight five eight five eight five, or you can text us at five six six nine zero. Now, for someone like me, and I didn't take the lovely Linda from Lakewood; she stayed home with the kids. Um, I felt like, and and I don't mean this derogatory, but and I don't know if this is politically incorrect, but. You know, when you get married, you kind of go into the witness protection program, you know, especially when you get married at 40. You know, you get the van, you drive the kids to all their events and, you know, you do schoolwork with them, all that stuff. And I felt like after 24 years, I got out of the witness protection program for a weekend. I did. I mean, I, I didn't have no, nothing to worry about besides myself. I had to be at a certain place at a certain time. And I'm such a sports fan that, you know, I really don't have the appreciation for a lot of other things 
like I do for sports. So for me, going Friday night, then boxing Saturday morning, then the women's finals, then the, the Yankee game, then watching the early games in New York, and then going to the Bronco game, that was perfect for me. Now, I will tell you this, and I even was talking to someone on the train coming back from the Mets game, uh, who's originally from Utah, and I asked him, I said, how, do you, how have you adjusted to these 1 o'clock early starts, 4.30 late starts, 8.30 Sunday night football? He goes, oh, dude, it's brutal. It's brutal. He says the 11, 2 o'clock mountain time zone is the best of the best. The best. That's what I've been saying ever since I moved out here. This, the, for sports viewing, mountain time zone is the best. You wake up on Saturdays at 10 a.m. You got college football already started. You can make it to the Pac-12 games in the night because they're over at a reasonable time. I never watched the Pac-12 when I lived in Ohio because games would end at, you know, 12, 31 o'clock in the morning. Well, they, okay, so for example, after the Mets-Yankees game, go to the hotel, the Arizona State, no, the USC Stanford game didn't even start until 10:15 in New York. I mean, 10:15. So I'm watching it, and they're like in the second quarter, and it's midnight. I thought that was pretty crazy. So here's a couple trip ideas that I'm going to read from the internet. Ned, um, we just finished visiting all 30 major league ballparks, ending with San Francisco Oracle Park. Congratulations to the. 9704279 text you know, I, I know someone else who's done that trip yeah well when i did it there was <laughs> only 26 parks yeah has, have you been to the new all the new ones since then no well, i mean i've been in the witness i've been in the witness protection program you sounds they like don't you let need you another another break from the witness protection you can get out there and visit the rest of the ballparks all right so here's my goal in life when Robbie graduates and Linda and I become empty nesters, I'm going to rent an apartment in Detroit, Michigan, and I am going to go to every Detroit Tiger home game for one season. <laughs> That's so awesome. I would fly in for the 10-game homestand, okay? Get a, you know, you can fly for a couple hundred bucks, stay and I'm going to, I'm going to, that's what I want to do. When, how many years until this goes into effect? Well, Robbie's a sophomore in high school. And if he doesn't flunk, uh, <laughs> then hopefully by 2025, I will be able to well, do that. Well, and maybe the Tigers will actually be good by oh, then. Oh, dude, they will be. Trust me. <laughs> They're on the brink. They're on the brink. Uh, Tiger baseball is coming back. At least they have a commitment to winning there. Uh, oh, I shouldn't say nobody doesn't have a commitment to win. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't take anything away from that comment. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> um, real quick, you know, we need to break at fifty-four. Are you telling me how long is that speech? About forty seconds. All right. I want you to hear after Layla Fernandez lost to Emma Raducanu at the U.S. Open, which I was at. Listen to this. This is a 19-year-old young lady. I know this, on this day, it was especially hard for New York and everyone around the, 
the United States. I just want to say that I hope I can be as strong and as resilient as New York has been the past 20 years. Thank you for always having my back. Thank you for cheering for me. I love you, New York, and hope to see you next year. So that was after she had lost in straight sets to Emma Raducanu at the U.S. Open on Saturday. Now, she's from Canada, and she's just a little sweetheart. And I will tell you, the New Yorkers there, uh, and everybody just was like so emotionally um, involved that there was a lot of crying at that at that thing too and the other thing i'd like to know you, you can text us or call us i, I want to know did did you have that sense of patriotism on saturday or was it just a new york thing we're going to talk to chuck clark after he does the news i want to get caught up on this california special election and what the heck is the denver bronco is the president coming into denver for could he be one of the front runners to buy the denver broncos we'll find out after this on the 50,000 watt blowtorch koa hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus What a great Led Zeppelin song. Hello, everybody. It's Lou from Littleton at 1108 on the Rick, on the Logan and Lewis show, which is soon going to change on Monday to Ross Kaminsky. And I can tell you this. I think it's going to be really, really cool to have Ross. So we'll have the Colorado Morning News 5 to 9. Then Ross Kaminsky from 9 to noon. Ross is current events, great, great guests, been on KHOW for six years. Then we'll go to Mandy Connell, noon to three. Then Dave and Al take over the sports zoo. We're bringing the sports zoo back, three to six. And then Benjamin Albright and Ryan Edwards take you on Broncos country, six to nine. And then Rick Lewis is going to be involved. JoJo's going to be involved in that show. So everybody's going to be back rocking and rolling from three to nine sports all the time here on koa from three to nine all right i wanted to bring in chuck clark he does the news all the time two major things happening today one of them is president biden is in colorado but the second one is california voters are headed to the polls today to decide whether to call recall democratic governor gavin newsom the last time and only time they've had a successful gubernatorial recall was back in 2003 when Democratic Governor Gray Davis was replaced with Republican 
Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, Chuck, first of all, tell me why the president is in town. I heard some of it, but give us a little mm-hmm. more. First of all, Lou, you must be running out of ideas to have me, me on the show. So. No, you know what? As a matter of fact, Grant and I were talking this oh. morning, and I wanted to talk about when he said President Biden's right. in town. And I said, no, man, you know, why don't we get the main man, Chuck Clark? Go right to the source. Yeah, right. it's, uh, it's an interesting visit. He'll be uh, at DIA 1 o'clock. Uh, landing Air Force One. That's always a sight. Love seeing Air Force One yeah. uh, in town. And um, and then he's going to visit a renewable energy plant in Golden, and that's around 2.50. And he's, expoke, he's expected to deliver some remarks on the bipartisan infrastructure deal. Now, this is all closed to the uh, to the public, and so, uh, so he'll make his remarks. And uh, he'll also be joined by the Secretary of Energy, Jennifer Grenell, up in Golden. So, so, so let me ask you, Chuck, what will that do to traffic? Yeah, you know, I was uh, asking uh, our, our program director, Kathy Walker, about that. And she says it really, they really don't know. Obviously, they don't let that information out ahead of time too far in advance. Sometimes what they have is rolling uh, traffic routes. In other words, they'll close an exit and then the president will drive through and then it'll open back up five minutes later. So some people may not even notice it. It's a straight shot from I-70, you know, to DIA to Golden. So they might take that route or they might just fly them, you know, they, this Air Force, is there an Air Force, is there a presidential helicopter? Maybe not. Probably have helicopters all over here. It is, uh, you know, uh, and so that's, uh, he's got till 2.50 to get to Golden and he lands at 1 o'clock. So and when's be, uh, he leaving? Uh, 5.10. He leaves at uh, wow. DIA 5.10. So he came from California because he was um, campaigning for Governor Gavin Newsom. Yeah. No, I mean, he may, you, know, you never know. They, they, sometimes these presidents... You know, he might stop into a local Arby's, you know, because sometimes don't they make like a little photo op, something like that. Maybe pop in, talk to the people. Maybe stop at Coors. Uh, yeah, that would be a good idea, too. You yeah, know, a have a tour. tour. Yeah, uh, that was fun. When my, I went. My, anyways, uh, but I digress. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, he's going to say a couple of words. He's going to visit the plant, the National Renewable Energy Laboratory up there in Golden. And then, yeah, he'll fly out 510. Now, it's interesting. The Secret Service is going to be making sure that the skies are safe. So obviously, uh, don't try to fly your drone today in Golden Lou, because it might get just blown out of the sky. I, I don't know what they'll do, but uh, the Secret Service is making sure that everybody, uh, the skies are clear for the president's visit. And, uh, you know, the traffic thing, too. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, when a president leaves the White House, there is so much to do, so much mm-hmm. preparation and travel plans and that sort of thing so yeah and the plans weren't even made public till i think yesterday right specific plans right so um but that's what they got to do yeah um so talk to me about what your thoughts are what you know about the gubernatorial recall now wasn't the last recall is that when schwarzenegger got in yeah, yeah that's see i'll be back yeah that's yeah. pretty cool uh so that was uh, a while back so this one um they're already the 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 the, the Polls are already open. Millions have already voted. Uh, they are having mail-in balloting in California, too. But people can uh, walk up and vote. Uh, and uh, Gavin Newsom, uh, he's facing this recall because of, well, mostly how he handled the crisis, the pandemic. Or how he didn't handle it. Well, yeah. And, um, and there's also, but there's also a lot of other things going on in California. You had the wildfires. You had crime. You had immigration issues. So there's a lot. He was facing a lot. Uh, a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, it seemed like the, he might have been in trouble. 
But these days, things look like uh, it's a little better for the governor. Well, you know, one of the other turning points for the recall organizers came back in November when Newsom attended a friend's birthday party at a lavish French restaurant in Napa Valley. He was telling Californians at the time to stay home and avoid large gatherings with multiple households. He apologized, called the dinner a bad mistake, but was widely perceived as hypocritical, grossly out of touch when many Californians were struggling. So also in November, the pro-recall forces got a boost when a judge agreed to give them an extra four months to collect signatures due to the impact of COVID. So it'll be interesting. California is basically all Democrat Mm -hmm. and has been. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's from there. The vice president, Kamala Harris, is from there. But it'll be interesting to see... You know, I was in New York City this weekend. New York City's very liberal. Did you hear about my trip? I did. I heard that you were there. How cool, for the 20th anniversary? Yeah, so we went to the U.S. Open Friday night, went to the Yankees-Mets game Saturday, went to the women's finals Saturday, went to the Bronco game Sunday. I saw the game on TV Saturday night. That just looked incredible. Yeah, we were there. I'm telling you, not a dry eye in the house. But um, so even the liberal friends of mine, we're like, dude, this stuff is getting out of control. So in New York and in San Francisco, they are now paying criminals up to $500 a month not to shoot people. I, I did read that. Um... And now the friend I was with, one of the people I was with was a New York policeman. And he was like... I, you can't make this stuff up. He goes, well, how are they going to keep track of these people? So this friend of mine who uh, is a New York cop, you know, his job is he drives around in a minivan all day picking up criminals who have warrants against him. And, and that's, that's, that's his job. Oh, wow. He's so, I mean, and he was telling me a quick story about the time, you know, during the flood. He found one of the guys he's looking for. The guy's in his car. He's stuck. He tries to get out. He starts running and falls flat on his face, and he picked him up. Oh, thank goodness the flood might have slowed him down. Um, so well, I, thank goodness I, I, for the flood. But, it, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very kind of an interesting time in our nation's history, don't you think? I've never seen a country more divided. Um, the mod- I actually think it's coming back a little bit. I hope so. But I will tell you, I've never seen... It's been a long time since I saw the unity that I saw in New York every single day I was there this mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. And the baseball game, the random yep. chance of USA, USA, I mean, just bursting out in yep. one section and then being picked up in another section. And then before the game, there was a Yankee Met, Yankee Met mm-hmm. lined up on each baseline. I saw that. It, it's just, I'm it just so gives you chills. I'm so glad that Fox showed that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was right after the, uh, I think it was right after the CU game. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah and so, uh, so it was just, I hear just CU blew that game. It was tough. Uh, it was a good game. I, I think they did, yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, moral victory? I mean, probably not. They needed to win that game. Well, I mean, the number one, I, I just saw the scores mm-hmm. and CU led seven to three Most for the, the majority game. of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but, I know um, you've got a award-winning 
newscast coming up at the am bottom. I, am, of the I, am I nominated? Well, I mean, the uh, I, I just do want to mention that uh, there's a field of 46 candidates in this uh, recall election, and I think the most prominent one is Caitlyn Jenner. So, um, oh, is she one of them? Or yeah. he one of? Is she a she or what? I do don't you, know the what do you say pronoun. now? I, I, she. she. It's a she. She's a she. Yeah, she's a she. And he uh, was a she. Yeah, she was a he. He was. She was a he. Right now, Bruce she is Jenner a she. and won the the uh, yeah. pentathlon. Yeah. The, the, the decathlon. Yeah, I think in '68. Olympics. No, yeah. it was, it was, was it that long ago? Yeah. Um, so yeah, 46 candidates. I think Newsom's going to come out on top. Hey, hold, so. hold on a second. From the 056 ones, you know what some guy just texted? Bring back Logan and Lewis. You don't like uh, uh, Clark and uh, Little Lou? What the hell? Chuck and Lou? I, I, you know, Chuck and Lou, though, that sounds like I a couple that. of neighborhood guys at the bar just chatting, which is <laughs> Yeah, I'll let you go. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming in. So, Chuck Clark, I'll have you an update. And, and we'll be covering President Biden coming to Colorado all day today. But I want to I hear from you in the next 40 minutes at 303-713-8585. Um, your thoughts on... Did you feel more united this weekend? Do you feel this country is healing at all? What was 9-11 like for you? Um, this 20th anniversary for me, uh, I was, I felt it in every part of my body because I happened to be in New York City this weekend. And, uh, you know, the comeback people have made and the lives lost and and they don't ever forget in fact on the tv stations the local tv stations they still continue to read every single person who died takes up to four hours and uh they just no interruptions. They just read those names off, which I think is great because uh, New York will never forget. You so, know, yeah, I felt it this weekend and hearing the stories of the families 20 years on and how it still weighs on them. And it was just all the remembrances at the sporting events. I hope that it can kind of bring some of us back together because you got to remember that. We're all in this together, you know, no matter our differences, we got to be a team here. And, you know, after 9-11, I was very young, but that was my biggest memory the next couple of years was how generous and how willing every person was to help their neighbor and help those in need. And the way they, that the, the whole country came together and brought back a sense of pride of being American, I hope, I hope that this can kind of bring some of that back. Yeah, I... I just I just don't know why we have become so divided. Is it all just politics? You know, I I just don't know if the people in Washington D.C. have divided us. Um, social media makes it easier to spew hate um, at people. Um, just it's it's a lot different. But for those for that weekend, I was there. It was absolutely a united, incredible front. Um, I did ask for some people to tell us about 
some of their favorite trips. So best game of my life required a trip to trip down to Denver in 2001, Avs game seven. I was 11 and my dad is Canadian. Hey, cuz, another Michigander here went to the U.S. Open with high school buddies in 74 at the old Forest Hills grass court complex. It was better in person, mainly because we were there to see Chrissy Everett and hear her grunt with every shot. <laughs> also went to Wimbledon opening day in 1982. Uh, Jimmy Connors, uh, John McEnroe, Bjorn Borg, all kinds of... Uh, stars back at Wimbledon in 1982. And one of the things I noticed about being at the U.S. Open was just how diverse the crowd was. And what I mean by that, it was the most international crowd that I had ever seen. And it was just fabulous. If, you've, if you have any love for tennis and you've never been to a match in person, definitely, 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 you have to check that out. It was the, Bron the Bronco game was great. The Mets-Yankees game was incredible. But the U.S. Open was my biggest surprise uh, so good that I went back Saturday and saw the women's finals. You've made it become one of my bucket list events now that just from hearing you talk about it, I I am not a avid tennis fan, but I always tune into the majors, the four majors every year. Yeah. And I love watching any sport, the highest level of athletes compete, but the atmosphere that you speak of there just sounds uh, unreal. Okay, so... You know how we stereotype? I don't know about you, but I tend to stereotype. I saw the obligatory tennis fan. So the guy was there. He had his stockers on, and then he had a sweater uh, tied around his neck. Oh, of course. <laughs> and I was like, there he is, man. That's the guy. But you walk outside. I, you know, I just I thought of the Kentucky Derby because everyone was dressed immaculately excluding me, you know, I was just in my short, you know, listen, if I'm going somewhere, I'm going to be comfortable and <laughs> shorts and a t-shirt are comfortable for me. But, uh, there's just a lot of really well-dressed people out there. Um, and it was wonderful. So, all right, we got a half hour to go. Mandy's coming at noon. New lineup starts Monday. You better give Ross Kaminsky an opportunity. He's been out next door for six years at KHOW, and he deserves a fair shot. You know, don't cry for Rick Lewis. Rick Lewis is still on the Fox. He's still the uh, Dave's partner on Broncos. Trust me, Rick Lewis is just doing fine. Kathy Lee is doing fine. I always wondered how Rick could pull off going 6 to noon every single day. That's a lot of work for, for a guy, um, and he's very good at it. So who else is very good is Chuck Clark. He's coming in at the bottom of the hour with news. You're listening to what I always like to call the 50,000-watt blowtorch KOA. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's 11.40 on the 50,000-watt blowtorch, KOA 850, AM 94.1, and everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, or the iHeart app. I don't think it's a radio app. So as you know, Charlie Watts, who played the drums for the Rolling Stones, died at the age of 80. On August 24th. And he was laid to rest at his secret funeral in the United Kingdom last week, with even his rock legend bandmates forced to skip it because of COVID 19 restrictions. The famed Rhythm Man's family organized a secret funeral in Devon. Hope I'm saying that right. Befitting the fuss-free character of the rocker who died at age 80 just weeks after pulling out of the Rolling Stones U.S. tour. It was so low-key, it even went on without his bandmates, Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and Ronnie Wood, who were in Boston upcoming, rehearsing for their upcoming tour. They were unable to fly home to their native New England for the send-off because of COVID restrictions. Instead, the iconic band plans to pay tribute to Watts in the way they know best in concert during the band's No Filter Tour, which starts in St. Louis, Missouri, on September 26. So Charlie joined the band in 63. You know all about that. But uh, Honky Tonk Woman was a great song that Charlie played on. He was the backbone of the Rolling Stones. They will be in Las Vegas on November 6th, Saturday night. And hopefully I will be there too. We go to Tyler in Castle Rock. Hello, Tyler. You're on KOA. Hey, what's up, Lou? You, baby. What's up? Talk to me about this election recall. Um, I think... That well, the general election his term ends next year, so I just think they should just wait till next year, and the Republicans should just totally try to pitch their hold, hold on. You know, platform. Is your window down? I'm outside. Oh, yeah, I can I can bear. I'm catching every other word. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Start yeah, over. Start with, over. I, I think this whole uh, recall election is kind of stupid. I just say wait till next year, and if you're the Republicans, give your platform um, and run against Gavin Newsom next year when his term ends. I don't think it's, in my opinion, really worth 
all of this. Um, but what I really wanted to talk about, you said division in our politics. And um, I've been following, uh, you heard of Jesse Ventura, right? The yes, the former governor. Yep, yep. Um, well, when he ran for governor of Minnesota, he spent $300,000, one governor as an independent, and he was like one of the only people in politics to run and spend less to get the job than what he was paid. So he's paid more for the job, and he spent less to get that job. And what he said, and I think this is why so many people are frustrated with our politics right now, is that you look at any ballot where there is the president. You know what? I'm sorry, my man. It's just not... It's not working. It's it's too much noise for me to to handle. And I didn't. I, and I apologize. So next time, call me from inside or go in your car or something. Um, so we've been talking about a lot of things and we do have numbers and I'm getting all these text messages about no Rick, no Dave, no Kathy. I'm going to move on. That sort of thing. And folks, let, let, let me tell you, KOA's been in business for over 100 years, okay? And they don't just knee-jerk reaction do things, all right? If you look at the overall station, you know, we kick it off with April and Marty from 5 to 9. Then we're going to continue the news current event talk with Ross Kaminsky, who's no, you know, rookie that hasn't ever done radio before. He's worked at our sister station, KHOW, for the last six years. And before that, he was here on KOA. So he's going to be nine to noon. Mandy uh, owns the time slot from noon to three. Uh, She kills it uh, with her audience. She kills it with her topics. She kills it with... uh, Everything you can imagine, all right? So she's not going anywhere noon to three. And doesn't it make sense? Doesn't it make sense to bring on the iconic Dave Logan, okay? Dave Logan to go back to where he always was and where he started to hook up with a two-time Super Bowl national champion who's got the gift of uh, just you want to always be around him because every time he's on the air, it sounds like there's a party going on, Alfred Williams. And have those two hook up. I'm just telling you, you got to give it a chance. I know what, um, I know, you know, oh, I'm used to this, I'm used to that. But trust me, trust me. You, you've got to give the people here on the blowtorch an opportunity. And, and, and don't be negative. You haven't even heard what's going on. You know, don't forget, Rick Lewis and Kathy Lee have a radio show that begins at 6 o'clock on 103.5, the Fox, every morning, every morning. So Kathy Lee's not losing her job. Rick's been an icon since 1990 in this market. He's the co-host uh, of the uh, Broncos broadcast. Dave's the play-by-play guy. Rick's the color guy. I just think you guys are getting a little out of control, and I'm tired of reading these texts. I mean, jeez. 
I mean, you'd, you'd think we were, you know, going to uh, first wave radio or something, you know? Think about this. From 3 o'clock to 9 o'clock every single day, you're going to have the best sports in the market with Logan and Alfred. I mean, come on. Come on, people. Give it a break. Get rid of Mandy, please. Um, so, as we continue, and I'm here tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday, so you better get used to your cousin Lou from Littleton because I'm not going anywhere either. So, earlier today we talked about there was a uh, some information coming out that there's some front runners to the ownership of the Denver Broncos. If, in fact, the Broncos hit the market in 2022 after what the team says will be, quote, an orderly determination of ownership, it could set the stage for possibly the biggest franchise sale in U.S. sports history. Now, back in 1984, Pat Boland paid an ungodly amount for the Denver Broncos. He paid $78 million. And when he passed away in June of 2019, there were, uh, there were some oh, disagreements amongst the family. And there was even a lawsuit that was supposed to start in July, but I think they wanted to respect um, Pat's legacy, and they decided not to move forward, and that's all speculation. However, the $78 million investment that Pat Boland made in 1984, Pat Boland and his brother and other investors, that investment is now expected to be worth around $4 billion. Now, the NFL states that if you're going to own a team, you have to have 30% ownership of that team. And that is 30% of $4 billion, which would be $1.2 billion if my math is right. Not a lot of people, maybe Grant, have $1.2 billion. John Elway doesn't have $1.2 billion. Peyton Manning doesn't have $1.2 billion. Jeff Bezos has $1.2 billion. And he's one of the front runners. He's the richest man in the world. And he remains interested in an NFL ownership. The other person that has come to the forefront is Jay-Z. He's the hip-hop's first billionaire, but he would need partners to purchase the Broncos because he's only worth about $1.4 billion. So you need to have one point four or $1.2 to participate in this. So... It should be interesting to see what happens with Jeff Bezos, who I think from day one is the odds-on favorite. If, if the Broncos sell, he's the one 
I think will own the Denver Broncos, Jeff Bezos. Now, to me, I kind of like that because I think he has a opportunity to never have to worry about money. Now, Pat Boland didn't worry about money. Pat Boland, you talk about a committed person. He was committed to bringing Denver fans the best possible team out there. He was the best of the best. I personally knew him. Funny story is when I first started in the 90s here on KOA, I had a show from 7 to 10. And it would be a Friday night, and the first time it ever happened, I uh, I thought it was a joke. My producer said, hey, Pat Bolin is on line three. I'm like, yeah, sure, sure. So I pushed the button. Hi, you're on KOA. Hello, Pat. Lou, it's Pat Bolin. He's on his way up to ski, and he called the show. And he did it multiple times. And he couldn't have been a nicer human being. So anyway, my point is that I know Jeff Bezos has that reputation of not taking care of his people. Pat Bolin was just the opposite. But I think Jeff Bezos would be a great owner. I don't see Peyton Manning putting a group together. I really don't. I think Peyton is an independent guy and... I'm just not so sure that's the play for him. And um, so there you have it. And we had Mike Florio on from Pro Football Talk. And he basically said, you know, in by the end of the decade, these sports teams are going to be worth double what they are now because of the legalized sports gambling and all the money that comes with it. So... If you're going to buy it, buy it now because you're going to have a tough time, uh, you know, buying it nine, ten years from now. And, you know, when you get to this kind of money, $4 billion, and you know, you're really limiting the number of people who can qualify. And those people that qualify, they may not want to own the team. I think of Bill Gates. I've never heard him want to own a team. So uh, you've got to find not only the person with the money, but the person who actually wants to own a team. So stay tuned for that, and we'll continue to have that all for you. I'm very interested. Oh, President Biden will be here today. Uh, Chuck Clark will fill us in on that. Um, And then I also wanted to just remind you, Tonight is the last day you can vote in the recall for Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom. Millions have already voted. The ballots, cl- the polls closed tonight. Um, all the registered voters in the state were mailed a ballot. Democrats have outpaced their registration advantage in the overwhelmingly blue state. They um, lead Republicans two to one. But Republicans are counting on doing better on Election Day because of their party's preference to voting in person. So there you have it. I'm Lou from Littleton. Thank you, Grant. Thank you, Mike Florio. Thank you, Chuck Clark. And we will see you tomorrow right here on the 50,000-watt blowtorch. KOA. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.